0: Welcome back to The Islandish Catholic. It's me, Ryan Van Vliet. I am back. Thank you so much for joining us again. We have uh, This is the third installment of The Islandish Catholic. I like the the feedback and the responses that I've been getting. And, you know, it's been a lot of... It's just really uplifting and really positive. And I think there was a need for this for a long time. And I don't know if that was just me refusing to accept it or just unsure how to do this. And every week, it like this... Not to sound braggadocious, but it just feels easier and easier to sit down and actually just go through some scripture and and just talk about it. Talk about it amongst the class because I do notice a lot of people are still struggling, and you know, I, I try and I've been trying to avoid the news and the hashtags and headlines as much as possible. But you know, there's just so much negativity in the world, and there's so many viewpoints that are so radically different from the one that I'm in right now. You know, uh, I, I hear stories of people who are on you know Lexapro or looking for their diagnosis. That's always what you know. What it always boils down to is you have people that are struggling with depression and anxiety, and they act like it's this curse. And there's only one remedy for it, and it's something that's created in a factory, and it's something that's prescribed to you by a doctor. And the doctor learns about that medicine just from trials and studies that other doctors and scientists are doing, and they're reporting their findings. And then. On all those commercials, when they talk about Latuda, and they talk about the fine print, they talk about suicidal thoughts and thoughts of suicide, and all these awful things that these pills do to you, people don't even care. They just kind of think, "Well, I need it. The doctor said I'm sad. I'll take this pill, and I won't be sad anymore." And I kind of was talking about this with a few of my coworkers just today. Um, I think one thing that people people don't realize is, you know, the, like for me one thing that i always do is i focus on tomorrow and when you're sad and when you're depressed you're really living in this moment and that seems like it should be a good thing right live in the moment you know and well i I don't care about tomorrow i'm just going for today and i think when you're depressed it's almost the complete opposite all you can think about is how sad you are and how nothing you are and all, all like your all of your problems are hitting you all at once every single day so there's no reason to look forward because you're just living in this in this this depression and the sadness and this inescapable fear of you don't even know what you're just afraid of something and i think of just my story and how i was diagnosed bipolar and how i felt like oh this is it i you know i found my thing and now i'm better because i know that there's something wrong with me i bet we can all pass the same bipolar test that i took i really do i i think that i mean every day i listen to you know emo punk music or or punk rock songs that are you know some of the lyrics i was even listening to some real friends today and uh that's a band for those who don't know i was listening to some of the lyrics and i was just getting sad hearing the song it was it was hitting me in such a way i had to change it I was like, you know what? This is too real for me right now. I don't want to hear the song about from uh, from the outside where he's talking about, you know, on the inside, I'm still sick. The pill's a temporary fix on the outside. And, you know, I hear songs like that and that song does resonate with me a lot, you know, because it was, you know, for those who don't know yet, it is from the outside by the by real friends. And yeah, that's the lyric is, you know, uh, on the outside, I seem fine. And on the inside, I'm still sick. And that's me a lot. A lot of people didn't know, you know. Even even at work today, I confessed to somebody that I am bipolar or at least diagnosed bipolar, and he had no idea. You know, it's. I think when you're living positive a positive lifestyle and you're really just focusing on what makes you happy, you're not going to show signs of, of bipolar disorder. You know, we w- there's so many reasons to be upset and there's so many triggers for somebody that has like a bipolar disorder. Like I still go through episodes. Absolutely. Like if I know we're doing something, you know uh like dangerous or risky like sure I get these heightened senses of anxiety and I, I can't make as many jokes as I normally do and I have a really short fuse and you know my family can attest to that that I still I'm not I'm never going to be perfect but I think what helps me tremendously is really just going through this scripture and uh really leaning heavily on my faith and I think you know that hey that's not the sexiest thing that anyone's ever said i like believe me you know, and. Uh, in my men's group on Fridays, you know, we, we, we kind of talk about that all the time. How e- how much easier it would be to just give in to every temptation, you know, uh, it, I'm a, I'm a big guy as it is. I, I wish I just ate everything I saw. Like, that's a big temptation right there. It's like, you know what? I will have a double supersonic cheeseburger and large tots and a large Coke, not a diet Coke or a Coke zero. I'm getting a Coke baby. And. Like, even tonight, you know, I took I took Ralph to Sonic, and uh, I got him a corn dog, and I was like, I'll just have a, a half power and half water, and I'll eat when I get home, you know, and that's that's kind of the, you know, what would be way more fun and way more easy? Oh, let me get a large order of mozzarella sticks right there, and let me get a burger too. Like, yeah, there's absolutely a lot of temptation. Sexual sin is always a big one, <laughs> we could probably do a whole... Uh, island is catholic just on sexual sin and temptation and living in sexual sin and really just go you know, imagine just following that desire everywhere you go imagine like not ever thinking that there is a, like consequences for your actions sexually or even just you know the desires that we all have or some of the taboo things that we all get into you know i had this talk with uh with one of my associates on the whole left show kevin and, you know i just told him you know i you know porn addiction is is a really weird slope because you see and look throughout the years sure I, you, I dive back into it and you know i fall i relapse in a way and you know i was telling kevin this on on the air i said you know what i was noticing was you kept i kept getting more and more taboo and the more and more taboo you get you kind of realize where did i start when did this start how did I get this far down the road? And that just shows you how temptation and, and how sin works. It's like that avalanche. It's that one little snowball. It just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. And by the end of it, you're just like, how did my sin and how did all this temptation just become my entire world? And I think that's what ends up happening is people, people tend to live a life full of temptations and full of, full of, uh, of sinful desires, and nobody really wants to do any of the work that goes into being a man of faith, or or living by faith, or just living living by Scripture. And and that's what's uh, that that fascinates me. It always has. And for me today, uh, feeling really good about where I'm at in life. Driving home, listening to some John Denver. My kiddo in the pack. He had his team baseball party, and you know, it was just so fun to be around these parents. And you know, we were just so blessed. You know, like in the way this in when you are living by faith, or at least if you're on the same the same positive train that I've been on, just looking at the sky as Ralphie and I were driving home, I was just so relaxed. And so, you know, and I've been saying this a lot lately, like it's just it's so good I can just start crying and in a good way. It's they're all happy tears. It's all it's all what you know, you just are overcome with so much. So much joy and so much, uh, I want to say respect for everything that God has given me. You know, these moments where I do get to be in a position where I get to go to something silly like a Dave and Buster's team party for my three and a half year old. You know, it's something so small to be so grateful for because people don't have that. Not everybody has that. And if you have anything close to that, if you have a roof over your head, you have something to be thankful for you know, if you have two legs, you have something to be thankful for. And I know it sounds gimmicky and it sounds so hacky, but I know that it helps me so much every single day. And I hope it helps you. Like if you're listening to this right now and you think that you're worthless or you think that you're nothing, like just realize there's somebody out there who has it worse than you and they would trade anything to be into your situation there. So if you have, if you are able-bodied, if you are sound-minded, there, there is so much to be grateful for. And when you, when you realize that you're part of a, gr- a greater scheme of things like the kingdom of heaven, it really does take away all of these silly, nonsensical stretch- stresses that we all deal with. And not even what I wanted to talk about here today, but it just was the, f- the first thing on my mind, how blessed that I feel. And just again, w- when people really f- mental health and mental illness and it's mental health awareness month and all these little hashtags and these little trends that you see, nobody really wants to give like my, my remedy is simple. My remedy is Jesus. My remedy is following Christ. My remedy is putting yourself into a community that's much larger than you could ever imagine. Putting yourself into just a lifestyle of positivity and a lifestyle of love and acceptance. And, uh, it's, it's, it's just so wonderful to be a part of that. And like I said, I have my men's group on Fridays, which we meet every Friday morning and, you know, just being able to pour yourself into the Word before the weekend is such a is such a huge blessing, you know, and it helps me stay faithful. And you surround yourself with like-minded individuals and you, you surround yourself with people that you look up to or, or you at least care about their opinion. And I think that's also important. You know, I'm also reading, uh, in addition to the Bible, I'm reading uh, uh, Jeffrey Gitmer's The Little Red Book of Selling. And it's, an, it's it's something so simple. It's just a sales book, you know, salesman book. But when you're going through and you just realize one of the greatest, uh, life advices or life lessons that you could give anybody is surround yourself with the people that you're trying to be like, you know, and like, I have always admired like you know, Kevin Scampoli was able to build like this podcasting channel and this network and he created this following and. It expanded to youtube and it's still even though uh with all you know the the youtube bands and the channel strikes and everything there's still a following it's incredible and that's somebody that way wow, when i when i'm doing my podcasting or when i'm doing any sort of audio recordings pick his brain that's all i want to do is just pick that man's brain and see what i can learn get some advice from him and i think everybody needs to follow something suit like that like my current boss at work is another person where I just look at what he's done and his young he's, he's younger than every other boss I've ever had and he's at such a place in his life where it's like ah, that's this is who I need to follow somebody who understands a work-life balance, somebody who's really good at his job and somebody that you know it, it, somebody that everyone else kind of looks to for advice and for me uh, shadowing for nine months people come to me now like I'm one of the bosses and I'm not I'm not one of the bosses but just the way I portray myself is a lot of, well, he surrounds himself with the bosses. He he produces like one of the bosses. He might be a boss and people come in and they ask me for that kind of stuff. And I think that's really good advice. You know, I, I have the book right here. Um, I'm not super far into it just to give you spoilers, but yeah, I, I really do like, just by going through some of the basic stuff, you really don't understand like how, like here's, I have the book right here recognize opportunity. Stay alert for the situations that can create opportunities or success opportunities. The little known key is to get and maintain a positive attitude. Attitude allows you to see the possibilities when opportunity strikes because it often shows up in the form of adversity. How well do you spot opportunity? And yeah, I think that's a great example with just life. Like, look at that. Can you spot opportunity? It might seem like it's going to be a real real pain in the ass. It's going to be tough to make something positive out of this, but if everything you know everything worth doing is a challenge like, uh, I remember this is a silly reference but the movie road trip blew my mind road trip you know the the college guys on a road trip across the country and you know uh, the smart guy says there's a shortcut and they're on some like dirt road and uh, you know they're starting to give him they're starting to give him some grief like this is this is ridiculous why are we going down this road we've been going down this road for forever we don't see anything And he says, it's a shortcut. It's supposed to be a challenge. Otherwise, it would just be the way. And I think that was such a simple, like, wow. Like, yeah, if it's a shortcut or it's a challenge, like, otherwise, it would just be the way. What a huge, like, just simple, a simple little line from a movie that stuck with me forever. You know, it's, if you want to be successful, there's going to be a challenge. It's not just going to, like, not everybody's successful. You have to earn that. It's going to be a challenge. So when the challenge shows up, do you look for somebody to blame? Do you run to your corner, not really know where to go? What do you do in the face of adversity that turns it into success? Now, I know that this is getting further and further away from scripture, but uh, I, I just think this is also relevant. And every time I'm reading the Bible, I always feel like, this is, like all of this is connected to, to the world today. And people want to pretend like, oh, the Bible was written so long ago; it can't be relevant anymore. Let's read Hebrews 1. Let's go to the New King James Version. If you have your Bible apps, set your uh, set your version to New King James Version. Hebrews 1. We're, re- we're, reading, this, we're, uh, at, uh, we're reading this at at this in my men's group. And yeah, it's been a great, uh, it's been a great just to go through this. And, you know, we even kind of said, let's all read this independently as well. So now that I have a, a discussion, now that I have the Islandist Catholic, I think it's an opportunity to, to go through some extra scripture. And, and I'm really excited to get through this because Hebrews one is one of those books where, uh, I think we don't even know who the author is. It might've been written by Paul or like nobody's sure who actually wrote Hebrews or, but it's in the new Testament and Uh, You know, just 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 this. This is God's supreme revelation. God. So the verse one, chapter one, verse one. God, who is at various times and in various ways, spoken times past to these fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made his worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained by a more excellent name than they. And just reading those first four verses there, you God's supreme revelation. Well, you kind of get to know that God has a son. And when you look at the, kind of just the, what about the magnitude of that? You know, like just imagine the creator of all things having a son, like a direct heir apparent to the throne. And, you know, I've been watching The Chosen which is a really really good show if you're really new into religion it might be perfect to just watch it you probably heard some of the parables you've probably heard about water turning into wine or you've heard about uh oh there's a couple of good ones in there like healing healing the sick just kind of the, you know it's the, the some of the miracles I don't want to spoil it for you but some of the miracles that they've done and just the way they get there and some of these stories is so it, it's just it, it's it again more relevant than ever is the only way that I can describe it. But you think of God having a son and you having a direct heir apparent to, to his glory and his power. And in, in this show, the chosen, you know, all these, these people in the new Testament only know the old Testament. You know, they know the Torah, they know the first five books of the Bible. But other than that, all this stuff is still being written. John the Baptist is in, is in the chosen. So all of this stuff is still being written as we go for these characters. and, uh, especially in something like you know like this early like the, in the New Testament in the beginning when they're learning about Jesus and they're learning that God has a son and it really does change the tone of the Bible as well. I know a lot of Bible heads out there really look at the New Testament and think how oh it's so. i I don't know they want to say violent or they just want to say you know there's david and goliath in the first testament there's so many things in the first testament that people look at and say this this disproves the bible and god isn't loving he's he's always telling people to kill each other and eye for an eye all these things and then jesus shows up and the bible kind of turns tones and that's what they say but i think the whole thing is full of love and i think the whole thing is full of just a greater understanding and Uh, Just just to carry on a little bit more with uh, we'll finish up Hebrews chapter one. Here we'll go to verse five Uh, for to which of these angels did he ever say, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. And of the and of the angels, he says, who makes his angel spirits and his ministers a, a flame of fire? But the sun, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and and hated lawlessness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid a foundation of the earth and in the heavens and the work of your hands. And and all of this, it just, you're learning that God has a son and he needs to be treated as as a God, as God. You know, when we talk about the Holy Trinity, the father, the son and the Holy Spirit, like Jesus is, is, is he's one of the third. And when you're getting into scripture and you're just learning more and more, you know, what his role is on earth and what he's supposed to represent and he's supposed to be God in human form you know like we always like to imagine you know zeus or somebody like oh god has like a big white beard and he's in good shape and but it's never really written out like what god looks like you know we hear that man was made in god's image so we can assume he looks like a dude but we don't know his attributes and we're not sure of like like oh well god clearly looks like this like that's what god looks like we we were given jesus to kind of have The human form of God and someone that can go through the same temptations that we all experience and he has to experience the same fears that we experience and including the fear of death, which he had to experience for us. And just the more you go through everything, it really does. I don't know. It's just so eye opening and it's so it's it's more again it's more relevant than than ever i feel and uh carrying on with uh, with verse 11 here they will perish but you remain and then they will all grow old like a garment like a cloak you fold them up or you will fold them up and they will be changed but you are the same and your years will not fail but to which of the angels has he ever said sit at my right hand till i make your enemies your footstool are you? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? And like, like, again, huge. It, it really does feel. You know, there there are other angels, and there are other, all of there's other characters in the Bible that are obviously important, and I've obviously been anointed by God. But it was never anything like this, where God has a direct son, where God has a child that's going to be carrying on almost, you know, God's legacy when you're reading through the Bible, like Jesus becomes that new, as I said before, like God is always the hero. So whenever you're going through any stories, God is the hero of the story every time. And when you're going through the New Testament, now you have Jesus who's going to be the hero of every story. And the more we get into this, the more we're just going to pour in and and really dive in and, and go through some more stuff. But I think this all helps today because I want to get across that there is something There is something much greater that you should want to be a part of and i know that for for all my hipsters out there it's hard to admit that that god is real and and jesus is real you know you hear a story like this and you go well i went to quick trip today and my debit card got declined so god's not real and i think when people go through those silly little circumstances they don't realize how much bigger how much bigger the world is and how much bigger and when i say the world i don't mean earth I don't mean America, I mean just the world, the spiritual world. You guys all like Doctor Strange. You guys should know some spiritual world stuff. But the more and more I dig into this, the more and more I, I go through my faith and I go through religion and, and just really dive in. And and all of this really has just turned into almost a self-help book. I know that sounds cliche or gimmicky, but that's what, that's what it seems like it, that people need right now. People need to be told it's okay. And people need to be told of a different remedy, and I think that a lot of people are so so happy with their with their medicines and so happy with their. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll just watch Netflix. That'll make me feel better. I'll watch thirty five hours of Netflix, and that's gonna make me feel just as good as as anyone's ever felt in their life. But I, but that's not true, because the journey that I've been on, and the journey that I think. A lot of people live. Like you go, you've seen church camps and stuff. Everybody's so uppity and everybody's so happy. And don't you ever wonder like why are they like that? I would go to church and like, oh gosh, everyone's way too happy. But now I get to be that happy. I get to be that annoying smiley person, shaking hands and being just happy to be alive, happy to be outside, happy to be able to afford gas to have driven to the church happy to be able to afford to go to starbucks on the way there happy to be able to go to lunch with some friends after church just happy and i think that's what i hope everyone takes away from this today is that there's a different there's another kind of remedy out there there's another kind of medicine it's not popular your doctor's not going to tell you to do it that's for sure like no doctor's going to say hey maybe try reading the bible or maybe try and find some like-minded people that uh can uplift your own spirits you know and and I'm on Discord, so if you guys want to message me, I'm at Valides on Discord. I'm on Twitter. I don't really use Twitter. I kind of hate Twitter, uh, but reach out if you ever have any problems or anything's going on. Let me know, and we can work through it together. And um, you know, I'm not here to be a counselor or anything like that. But but if I can help you, I, you know, at least reach out. And like I'm saying, like-minded individuals find somebody around you that you look up to that you just pick their brain. What there's never anything wrong with picking somebody's brain. And just, hey, how does your brain work? I wish my brain worked a little bit more like that. What can we do to make my brain work like your brain? So uh, thank you so much for listening to this. I hope this helps. And I know that. Uh, this is supposed to be a biblical discussion or a biblical podcast, and it's turning into a bit of a self-help. But I think a lot of people need that right now. And I'm okay with going through whether it's the Little Red Book of Selling, whether it's the mindset of a sales warrior, which is also in front of me, whether it is uh, the New King James Version of the Bible, which is also in front of me. Uh, just <laughs> maybe that's another another new thing is maybe read a little bit, maybe take a break from all the, the screens and maybe get a book and check check out what's going on in those things uh they say like ceos read like a book a week and stuff i've never been able to do that but uh maybe i could try to commit a book a month but thank you so much for downloading this let me know if there's anything else you want me to cover anything you want me to talk about i know i got some topics that were messaged to me that i'll probably reach up on next week uh this was this was a hectic weekend for me my 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 darling wife was not feeling well all weekend and it forced forced my hand a little bit to play uh to play single dad for a while and um hopefully next week we're able to to get to get in church and maybe go to maybe go to catholic church and pentecostal church and really just pour ourselves into into the spirit and into the word because i think we all need that so becoming a prayer warrior here we go let's get into it i'm gonna i'm gonna lead us in prayer so if you're listening to this and you're in your car you know just keep driving don't close your eyes or nothing but Just take a moment and uh heavenly father thank you so much for this time thank you so much for this opportunity thank you so much for this platform you've given me so much and i just want to share this goodness and share the good news with everybody else out there anyone who's willing to listen maybe people that aren't willing to try it yet but are just a little bit curious i know this one wasn't as formatted as i would have wanted it to be i know i wanted to read hebrews you know that's i knew i wanted to start there wasn't sure how it was going to tie in but but God, uh, I I know with with your direction and with your guidance and with the way you move, uh, hopefully that everything I said today will impact somebody's life and will help somebody realize that there is no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to be angry and there's no reason to be depressed, uh, that they can pour themselves into you and into your love and and be embodied by the spirit. And, uh, and I just hope that as, as we continue to do these, you keep you keep helping me and you help helping me move in a direction that you see fit lord uh, and it's in your son's name that we pray amen and again thank you all so much for being here and at least trying this out i know it's different i know i know that the wrestling guy the guy who hangs out with Geezy and drinks beers i know that this is different but i hope it helps and i feel like i've been called to do it and i know it's helped a couple of people already so we're going to keep on doing it so thank you for downloading right here podbean.com thank you for downloading on spotify Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for downloading, and we will see you next week for the Islandish Catholic.